listening to Bad Bitch Hysteria Radio. Hey, everybody. I got the whole Poppin' Off Pink crew here. Hey. Ready for episode five. It's cuffing season. It's cold outside. It's hot. It's cold. It's mainly cold. <laughs> Unfortunately. So let's introduce ourselves, ladies. My name is Junie Mars. I'm Kimber. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm Chi Chi. And we are POP. And this is episode five. And we're going to do a quick recap what did we talk about first of all before we get into the recap shout out to sanaa lathan hey girl hey hey girl we really appreciate the love on twitter um we had talked about napoli ever after and then you guys had some uh, dramatic reveals last time with yes. the hairdos lit um so some of the other things we talked about last time were lady of rage Mm-hmm. and baby mother yes shout out to baby mother and mental health as always yeah. um we thought we were gonna see Kanye surprised us twice i realized first Did he? you know last episode we were talking about him and charlemagne and mental health and that got canceled and before we were talking about what our expectations were for yandi which have now been pushed back to Black Friday or something like that. Um, And we got into, you know, some heavy topics, including black women's health and some of the um, ways that doctors don't necessarily look out for our best interests and how you have to advocate for yourself, including um, Kimber um, passed along some research about Judge Judge Hatch's daughter-in-law and what was going on in Chicago at the time with Laquan McDonald. Mm -hmm. So it's a lot. And just to highlight, that was our most listen to and watched episode thus far so really that's good we've got some people that have a little bit of give a shit in their hearts and want to know what's really going on that's good i like that yeah that was a powerful episode yeah it was very it was deep it It was was very deep it was deep i felt the energy of that i was like wow that's why it was black on both sides man yeah Yeah. it was dark and black y'all catch that Oh my God! It's black on both sides, but um, you know, I had a random phone call from someone who shall not be named, out on the West Coast last night, and they were just in a frustrated state of mind about music, okay, and lyrics, mm-hmm. and they're like, I keep going to these clubs and like I keep hearing all and this horrible lyrical content. Mm about women and i'm like do i shake my ass what do i do like i'm stuck (laughs) this is a random phone call like i can't make this stuff up guys last night as i'm on my way to bed um but i say all that to say we ended the call somewhere around you know the importance of understanding how much of a force and influential music is just like hollywood is from a conditioning standpoint Mm -hmm. but this is gonna be a fun episode so i want to talk about how music has affected our psyche romantically oh my gosh and with our relationships and stuff like that because you know you know just like you smell a certain cologne or perfume Mm. and Mm. it reminds you of someone you can't tell me there aren't certain songs that take you back 
to certain events or certain people. And it's just like, oh, my God. So let's talk. Let's get into that. How is music? And it doesn't necessarily have to be hip hop. It can be um, influenced you in that way. Mm-hmm. Well, like growing up in a very musical household, like I've said it before, and I say it proudly, my father is a musician. My mother, she's big on music, too. She's an avid listener like myself. So there was always music playing in my house. And I'm crazy. So we know. basically, <laughs> um, music kind of influenced me in like a... I guess a deeper psychological level than it should, or most people can say, like I kind of learned or developed an idea of how I thought love should be between Mm. two people Mm. based on the music that I heard. So that was like a lot of Motown, a lot of like, you know, you know, cheat on me, but we're going to stay together. Like that's kind of, what I was hearing, like Dusty Springfield, like you don't have to say you love me, just be around. Right. Like so I basically got all my theatrics and all my extra from like what I was listening to. Hmm. So That's not healthy, you just but painted some you know. pictures in my mind, man. Yeah. Cause I'm yeah. thinking back to <laughs> I, we talked about this, how my mom also is a professional singer and so she, we had to listen to show tunes. Mm-hmm. And you have your favorites, you know. Mm-hmm. And one of them was Jennifer um, Holiday, and I'm just thinking of the, you know, you're not gonna leave, no, 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 no. Right. And I wasn't typically that type of girl, um, but in one of my my most, you know, long term relationship, I remember one day I just flipped out and like threw some stuff down the stairs, and he was like, "That's what I'm talking about." <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, "What?" He's like, "Yeah, that's what I was waiting on." Like, and it was just like he hugged me, and I was like, "What the fuck just yeah. happened?" Like you kind of you are reinforcing. Yep, like you're mimicking the conditioning. Yeah, but all that to say, I gotta shout out Lil Kim because if it wasn't for her, you know, I never lost my virginity mm-hmm. in high school. Mm-hmm. And when she had that song, I was in. I was a freshman in college, and I was like, I think I'm ready, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. I'm not gonna recite the lyrics, but y'all know the but song. But you're just I'm ready to be about. out here I was getting like, it. She said, "I can't be scared, so yep. I gotta do this." Yep. <laughs> like you're gonna be scared at first, but then you're gonna like level up, right? And be a pro, right? Like you'll get the hang of it. You got it. It's and then fine. all the Jodeci stuff. Yeah, mm. I was not a huge. I didn't dislike them, but I wasn't a huge boys to men fan. But I love me some I Jodeci. Was. There's a couple songs that are like <laughs> classic, you know. That every wedding at the time, mm-hmm. you know, um, played. But I was really, like, feeling the whole Jodeci vibe. I don't know how that... Maybe to your point, just kind of like the whole ride or die thing. Yeah. Mary J. Blige being... Like, she was everything to me because I was always a tomboy. But then by the time I got to high school, like, junior year, I was like, okay, I should probably, like, actually comb my hair and stuff. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I didn't want to go all the way pink. You know what I mean? Never. So when Mary J. Blige came out with her look and the Tims and the... But she was still sexy. I'm like, that's 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 it. That's yeah, what I want to do. Me. Yes. Like, edgy, you know. Music, it's just... It, it's It's a real thing. I mean, I remember... Do you remember that song by Eve, Love is Blind? Yes. Oh, yeah. So, that was the anthem. So <laughs> I remember 
I was like in love with Eve. Like she had short hair, you know, she was like a tomboy, but she was like, she got the paws on the chest, (laughs) honey. I, you know, like I lived for her. I really liked Eve at the time, but that song, it will always stick out to me. Dang, I want to listen to it now. You know, I mean, I remember, I don't know what age I was, like maybe middle school or high school, I'm not sure. But I remember when that came out and I just remember that story and... Like, so much of what women artists talk about, mm-hmm. it, like, paints this picture of love where it talks about abuse and, and struggle and death and mm-hmm. so many things. And I, and I that's what's so powerful about music to me was the storytelling aspect. Mm-hmm. That's what I love about hip-hop. And so when I heard that, I was like, is that what love is about? <laughs> is that what relationships are about? Like, I don't want to get in a relationship. Right, you know, like, okay. I, it made me really... You sound like, you sound like Jada. <laughs> Jada Pinkett, she said that. She never wanted to be married. Well, yeah, I mean, I heard a lot of, like, problematic situations, and, and um, just listening to that, it kind of, like, made me want to be more selective. Mm. Okay. You know? Okay, choosy lover. Yeah. Okay. Oh, honey, I was a choosy lover. I was like, don't talk to me. But you can still talk to me. <laughs> I was that kind of high school student. Oh, my God. <laughs> I was like the Blanche Devereaux. Oh, my God. In my life. Like, yes, Blanche. Yeah, I was just like just living Spicy. dramatically. Spicy, <laughs> yes. Just doing way too much, you know. Just doing way too much. I was just all in the mix, bugging out, like just doing way too much. (laughs) And I have Diana Ross and Marvin Gaye and all them to blame for that. (laughs) (laughs) Marvin Gaye, yes. I do too much. Even now, I do too much. (laughs) Wow. Yeah, but music is like super inspiring. It it teaches you to be an emotional lover. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Or Or just explore your emotions, period. Like you you can get different ranges of feelings mm-hmm. no matter what you're listening to and there's always something to pair with how you feel on a particular day have you ever used music to communicate to your significant oh, other all the time oh yeah for better for worse yeah 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 I'll, i used to like send songs back and forth oh. or like like my boyfriend he's also a musician mm-hmm. so we would sing like songs back to, and oh. forth to each other when we first started dating so, yeah, definitely. It's like, you know, it it helps. And it's like a more efficient way, I guess, instead of like writing notes and all that. I like I how you said that. it's a more efficient way. It is. I, I'm, I've done that, too. I've vibed out with someone who was in music, and it just enhanced our relationship. Mm-hmm. Just literally sitting there and me like, try this sample, try this yeah. sample. Um, but it's also been funny when you meet someone who's interested in you who doesn't have a musical bone in their body. Oh my god. And it's like, I don't really think this is gonna Yeah, work. like we don't have anything to talk about. Like you gotta give me something yeah. to work with. Ugh, nothing to talk about. And I've seen people say that, you know, if if someone doesn't now that's extreme, but if someone doesn't like their favorite artist, then like it's like no. I've been in situations like that. Are you serious? Yeah, we're, I mean, I'm not serious. Wow. Wait. Wow. <laughs> she judging me. I didn't even start explaining the story. Come on, Chiki. Let her know. Let her so, know. So what I'm saying is, I was I was dating this girl, and you know everything was going well. Mm-hmm. And then she said, "I don't really care for Beyonce." Oh. Okay, I, I feel okay. her. Come on. Yeah. What? 
Yeah. I get around with that. You guys get her? No, no, no. I'm saying I can see well, how Kimber you, that would have been her. like a Kimber issue. Gets her. But I for me, I would have been like, go on. But but, <laughs> but for me at that time, you know, that was like around the time of lemonade. Mm-hmm. I was like, girl, what you mean? You don't like say. <laughs> You know what I mean? And I kind of looked at her differently. Like I feel like at that point, if you're going to say something as big and as challenging, especially with our generation, that you don't like Beyonce, you have to have like a solid reason as right. to why. I don't exactly. like, I, don't I need you to have did. like a sophisticated music taste at that point. Like everything needs to be better than Beyonce. Right. Or you just need to have a different like you need to be on the other end of the spectrum. Like I don't like Beyonce, but I'd sooner listen to like Jimi Hendrix or something. Okay, like then that. I, okay, then yeah. I would have like been impressed, honey. I would have right. been impressed. Like that, I understand. But to just say I just don't is, <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. I was kind of like, oh, I mean, we continue to date or whatever. But I was still it's like, always in the, there in the back. <laughs> it's I would a look at her sometimes and I'll be like, she doesn't like Beyonce. Who doesn't like? I mean, Kimber, but who doesn't? Beyonce, like just a little bit, just appreciate her a little bit. That definitely happened to me before, but I was just like, I kind of side-eyed him a little bit. I was like, (laughs) I was like, you know, like this was a particular week where I was just on high vibes. It was summer, so I listened to a lot of Stevie Wonder, and I told him that I was listening to Stevie, and he's like, why? And I was just like, oh no, no, that would have been, that would have been, yeah, red flag. Okay. We have nothing like uh, these are like <laughs> right. It, it queens and kings. Like what do you? How you not like? Stevie? I you know who did he like? Uh, just you know what's <laughs> what's on the radio. Yeah, like just regular shit. You know, like the Chinese takeout of music. <laughs> and you know, I was okay with that, but I can't be okay with you not understanding why someone would listen to Stevie Wonder. Like, wow. what? But it's just me. And had he had he really listened to Stevie Wonder or was he just judging you? I don't you? think so. Because that is... <laughs> that's see, the thing. Like That's the thing. To, it's like, you know, some people just think, like, certain music is just old music. Right, right. Or it's just... But I'm like, you have no idea. Like, there are literally the fruits and veggies in the fast food of music. And you're just... As soon as you said summer, like one of my favorites, I think I was like twelve, and it was in some movie. But he's singing about like, I never would leave you in summer, or I never dreamed I'd leave you in summer. Okay, oh, and I was like searching yes. for that song, and you know there wasn't really an internet the way there is now. I had to really <laughs> dig, and I mm. found it, and I was like, yes, yeah, keeping yes. this, you know, yeah. like that's just he weird. has like phenomenal music, phenomenal. and even though he's blind, like his perception and the things he writes, it's like he's lived a million years. Mm-hmm. How could you not? Like, how could you not understand why? I was I was over it at that point. Wow. I'm over it right now. I'm over just it thinking for you. about it. Okay, uh, like I'm, I'm like what? So as you guys can see <laughs> or hear, that's like there's some deal breakers with us when it comes to music, and I'm pretty sure that a lot of you listening can share in that sentiment so you know when we start posting clips please like comment because i want to hear what you guys think um and what your deal breakers have been with music in the past but you know it's interesting when you hear artists kind of lust after other artists right so like biggie did it in a big way with his dream song and then lil kim did it and then Nicki Minaj did it on Queen. And then she mentioned so many folks. I wasn't 
the video was all right, but the song at the time I was like, this is kind of funny, you know, because it was like re- it was people that are relevant now, mm-hmm. um, especially the line about DJ Khaled. But <laughs> I don't really. I, I've listened to Migos. I don't really listen to Quavo. Like, I don't listen to any of them, like, separately. You know what I mean? Like, there may be one song where somebody's like, oh, this is an Offset song. And I'm like, oh, word, and I listen to it. But I haven't listened to, like, albums yeah. mm-hmm. by each of the Migos. So he came out with his album Which was a few days trash. ago. <laughs> oh and one of the songs, it was, you know, I'm always interested in just what makes people tick. And so it wasn't even so much the song as the reaction yeah um but he has this song called hunt your dreams and the whole thing it's not about like everybody like you would think like beyonce nikki cardi well cardi would be kind of awkward i guess um (laughs) rihanna it's literally the whole thing is about nikki Mm -hmm. so that was like my check mark number one Mm -hmm. of of weirdness and then check mark number two was at his album release party he had a model dress up as Nikki. Oh, oh that gosh. was so annoying to listen to. Yeah. Her squealing and squalling. Yeah. It was So uh, it was like, okay, I have to really make sure that the public knows this is about her. It was just done in very dramatic fashion. I'm gonna have to see what fashion. his um I need to know fashion. what his sign is because it was like so Let's like look it up. the jugular. Oh you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I'm going to do the song. I'm going to get a girl that looks like you to pretend like she's crying the whole night. And then... <laughs> Now, I don't know if this is all fiction, fact, or a little bit of both, but there were some very intimate details in this song. And I'm like, okay, Nikki aside, right? Like, for me, just the whole, if if you are kissing and telling and you're doing it against someone who's in your same industry, it just wasn't a good look to me. It was very distasteful, you mm. know what I mean? Like, but you know what? At the same time, it doesn't surprise me. Why doesn't it surprise me? Because it speaks to the way that women are essentially treated Mm -hmm. in hip-hop, right? It doesn't surprise me. Yes, we recognize... The the only thing that's different this time is we know who the woman is that he's talking about. Right. Right? We know the fact that she's a rapper. We know the fact that she's an established person. Mm -hmm. And that's... You know, that's one thing that may separate her. But otherwise, he's talking about a woman. Right. You know, that he smashed and that he, you know, it didn't end the way that he wanted Mm -hmm. it to end. And so now he's he's talking badly about her. You know what I mean? And that is what happens on many rap songs. So it's not surprising that he he went about it in that way. But it is distasteful in the fact that it's Nicki Minaj, and I think he could have handled it a little bit mm-hmm. differently. Yeah, to your point, I never thought of it that way. Like, yeah. It's just what's done to women in general, and then he's doing it. I guess I was looking at it like this was something that had, like, a fun legacy. You know, it went from Biggie to Kim to Nicki, mm-hmm. and they were all kind of very fun and silly, and mm-hmm. you could picture the people they were talking about, and it went from that to something kind of dark and sinister mm-hmm. um, and disrespectful. Yes. Um, because, even like I said, Fan, not a fan, somewhere in between, don't care, whatever. She still is a woman in hip-hop that's been around for a long time um, and has done some things that have benefited other artists, including him. Um, So it was just like, wow. (laughs) You know when you do something to get back at someone... And even though you might be doing it to get back at them, it makes you look bad. It was one of that's, those that's looks what it was. for me. Yeah, it was like, this is actually making you look worse. You're trying to bring her down, but it's actually not a good look for you. 
I think they suffered equally, but first things first, Quavius Keade Mitchell oh. is an Aries. Oh, that makes born sense. Born April 2nd. So oh that God, explains that. totally that. makes sense. Okay. No. That explains that. Okay. Astrology people. So Aries are very wrathful, yeah. you know, as we all know. Um, fire signs. So I get it. Um, <laughs> Especially Aries, like they're the war. Yeah. They're Mars, right? Yeah. They're mm-hmm. ready for oh, ready totally to turn up at now. any moment. Mm. Yeah. So I get it. Um, to me, it was like being back in high school when, you know, a girl sleeps with some guy or she does something with some guy and like either a video pops up somewhere or everyone's just talking about it. Like that's how I kind of took it. I I felt like. It was fucked up, but at the same time, I feel like there was a brief, like a split second where I felt like there was a like a little circulation that Nikki and Quavo were dating. Mm-hmm. Or it, it came out like Nikki was seeing Quavo. Like an innuendo, yeah. And it was kind of coming off like the, Ky- the Kylie and Black China thing, like Nikki's dating Quavo now just to like kind of needle Cardi at least that's how it came off to me and then Quavo's like psych you're not that lit Cardi's my sis I'm gonna tell everybody how I tugged your weave from across the room and bought you bags oh my gosh and had you looking basic on Instagram because Nikki that's not cute queens don't squeal over bags if anything they squeal over houses and promises of marriage and ownerships of men's souls, not bags. I like that. I personally like this, this like, men's souls part. Like yeah, the, I like that. The, <laughs> the fact that they're able to clown you like that, it just it's like she's the weakest lioness in the pack, and they're sending her out to pasture, and she's going through all of these things, and I feel so bad for her. Wow. I feel here. so bad for her. Wow. Well, it just makes me think, I mean, obviously, I don't have to deal with this, but if you are an artist um, in the industry, just you should probably be real careful about, even if you're, I mean, because we don't know if and what happened, but even the the slightest innuendo, like, you should be real careful, and your team around you should be real careful about that. The only other genre I see this in is fucking country music. (laughs) (laughs) Shania Twain fiasco and the best friend, and... Does Shania still have that (laughs) fabulous ponytail? That's all I remember about Shania Twain. Shout out to Shania Twain. I used to love her, that high ponytail. (laughs) I got a high ponytail. Yeah. Hey. When I saw and it. we want to shout out to Chi Chi who just had a birthday oh yesterday. Birthday. Yes. Thank Happy you. birthday. <laughs> just on that cusp between Libra and Scorpio. Scorpio Libra. But for all you Scorpios trying to claim me, I am a Libra. <laughs> so, you guys can it pick. Twisted. It literally starts on the same day. Starts and ends. No, right? but your natal chart tells you. Oh. It does. I'm a cusp baby too. Yeah, that's right. I'm, I'm June, Gemini June 21st, right. so that's the summer solstice. It's Gemini Cancer mm-hmm. cusp, but I'm a Cancer, mm-hmm. in case you were wondering. <laughs> I feel like oh those, with those 70s songs. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> my name is Chi-Chi, and I'm a Libra. Yes. Oh, my God. <laughs> Remember that? <laughs> And uh, then the music would keep playing. Yes. <laughs> it would all take turns. Oh Speaking gosh. of the 70s, no, I'm kidding. Um, but that was a lovely time in music, mm-hmm. right? It was. A lot of love and... Drugs. 
free love. Yeah, yeah. But like we've been talking about the influence and the romance. Mm-hmm. So are there any couples that you guys particularly admire or look up to? Um, my favorite couples are, interestingly enough, not together anymore. Oh, okay. But oh. um, <laughs> uh, Lisa Bonet and Lenny Kravitz. Oh, Love yeah. that couple. They're like yes. the embodiment of all <clears throat> things amazing. You know, they're just like hippie magic. They're just fucking awesome. They're um, awesome. Yeah, you like know, they they're just incredible. Daughter. They're incredible. And I still think that Lenny would not mind getting back with Lisa, even though she's married now. Wow. Because like, <laughs> when is he going to move on? Like, I like he's still hanging around like your friends with they're the, the husband. <laughs> <laughs> I don't trust that for a second. But yeah, definitely them. <laughs> of course, Amber Rose and Kanye West. That was that was great. He smiled era. the most. I yeah, think. yeah, that was great. That was great to see. Um, and Coco and Ice T. Interesting. Oh, interesting. I love Coco and her cartoon caricature body. Like she gives me so much life. The I way she matches all her clothes. I used to watch their show yeah, too. Yeah, like they're really interesting and they're so cute. Yeah. I like them. Who's this? I like it. I mean, I have to say, I do. I mean, okay, let me set this up. (laughs) I know that the Carters have had a lot that they've gone through. Yes. Okay? I know that. However, I still admire them as a couple. Why? Because they are both so strong individually Mm. and also as a couple. They add to each other. I mean, they they have an album together, you know, where they, like, do everything as a family. I love that. I love that they have collaborated so many times and they built this empire together and independently. And I think that's what makes a successful partnership. Hmm. Even though they've been through what they have been through, which many relationships have, I like the way that they handled it in the end. Yeah. I love that you, the way you broke that down, because I think what's missing in our community, and we know that it's born out of trauma, like a lot of the other things we've talked about, is this absence of being focused on your family. Yes. Not just the empire, but the family. Like, no movement should leave our families tattered when everyone else is passing on real estate and passing on assets right so you know we we said actually stay married we walked out of the house and our counterparts are still married and they're saying fuck you bill but they still come (laughs) home to bill (laughs) yeah but tyrone does too much like that's the thing tyrone does a little bit much but that goes back to what i was saying out of trauma you know Mm -hmm. our community has been traumatized in a number of ways Mm -hmm. on both sides and collectively and The Carters, that's one of the reasons I admire them, too. Um, I like what you said about admiring them separately, because up until recently, it's not that I didn't admire this couple as a couple, but I just didn't know much about them. So it was just kind of like, I love her and I love him. And then recently, like in the past, like Monday, I think, um, Will Smith. And Jada Pinkett actually opened up about their relationship. Yes, Talking the all their business. Yes. And I was like, okay, At now I really can honestly say I, I genuinely that. love them. Not that I didn't not love them together. I just didn't know what that meant, right? Like, I see them together. I mm. see the family. 
And it's funny because, you know, I won't give too much away, but Will talked about how he thought as long as they look good as a family, he was doing his job. And it's like, mm-hmm. okay, no, no, no. <laughs> Don't no, look no, no. the way you feel. I'm here for that. And just <laughs> the way it reminded me of something um, from one of my previous relationships when they talked about how to argue properly. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Communicating. And, yeah. And I'm yeah. not going to give it away because you guys haven't seen it. I saw it. I thought I that was, it. I was like, man, that's what. I want like Mm -hmm. nothing's ever going to be perfect. But if you can just kind of stick to not just agree to, Mm -hmm. but stick to those ground rules about how to argue because you're going to argue. Right. Right. But just certain things should just not be in play because they're so destructive. Non-negotiable. Like he said, I'm not going to have you cursing at me. Mm -hmm. That was like a big thing for him where he was like, if you curse at me. That's it. Right. Right. And and from my understanding, um, I didn't see the whole thing, but I heard snippets, <laughs> is he said, you know, he saw his parents, mm-hmm. like, sort of abusive yeah, towards each very other. very honest about that. And so he didn't want to continue that or have any sort of interaction mm-hmm. like that. Mm-hmm. And so he was like, if this is what it's going to be like, I'm not doing this. I can't. Can you imagine all the people, and I hope more people watch this episode and watch the show in general, but this episode in particular, how many people that probably hit home for? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Especially if you're a man. We talked about this before, but like Mm -hmm. having been trained to not really show your feelings and then we all tend to repeat things in one way or another that we saw. Yep. So that's the other way that we're conditioned, right? Mm -hmm. Outside of the, the, the musical forces and the Hollywood forces. But I just imagined a ton of couples... I hope watching that together yeah. and either being able to kind of leverage what was said and say, how can we do better mm-hmm. in mm-hmm. this way? And kind of flashing back because so many of us have witnessed violence growing up like, oh, man, they actually t- channeled that and turned that into something mm-hmm. powerful. Mm-hmm. Whereas we've been, you know, maybe not doing as great of a job and you can do it in your own way. But I just thought that was really important. And I hope I hope all couples, regardless of what community you're from, can benefit from. I'm gonna that watch that, that tonight. Yeah, yeah, the full the full episode. But I mean, just to hear you know Will talk about the importance of communication. I think what we do in relationships a lot is instead of realizing, hey okay, the way that we're communicating isn't working. That doesn't mean we need to break up. That doesn't mean that this relationship is over. It just means that maybe we need to come up with a new approach, Mm -hmm. you know? But I don't think that we have the resources, you know? Or the tools, as Yanla would say. Thank you. And I recently, (laughs) just on a side, I just think Yanla is magic. She's everything! Because I watched the... um, Braxton family values with her and that whole girl okay but anyway I just think that it's super important as couples to communicate and I know that in our community in our community especially but in many communities there's just not as Kimber said those tools Mm -hmm. there and so what do we do we go retreat and we just say you know what this is not working we just break up Mm -hmm. and families break up yes you know, that I'm, happens way too happens easily. way too easily. <clears throat> um, you know, in my own experience growing up, my whole childhood, I saw when my, my parents were not together. I, I grew up um, just living with my mother. My dad was in and out of my life, um, but he was there. But 
my whole childhood, when my parents would be in the same room together, they would always argue. Mm. And it was hard for me because as a, you know, like as a young kid, I thought to myself, oh, maybe it's because of me. Mm. Or I thought to myself, oh, maybe this is just what happens with relationships, you know? And so I didn't understand what was going on. And so when I did start to go into my own relationships, I noticed that I put up with certain things and I allowed certain things because that's what I was familiar with. And sometimes we accept things that are familiar to us, right? Because that's just what we know. Is it healthy? No. Just because something is familiar doesn't mean it's healthy, but... Yeah, I saw a lot of violence early on with my mom and her man, who's not Mm. my dad, um, including um, just like a knife being like put in her face wow. and her being threatened so i went in the complete opposite direction right um but i did put up with a lot I, emotionally mm. um not so much on the physical side and that took a lot of like unlearning and mm-hmm. unconditioning but from a I, from a very young age i was just like okay well when i get out of this crazy house i'm just gonna really be hyper focused on building a family you know right and even to this day it's like that's what I instill in my kids. It's like everything else doesn't matter. It's like all about the family. Whatever arguments we have or disagreements or different ways of seeing things, we're just going to figure it out. Mm-hmm. Like, that's just it. We can't get rid of any of us. You know? So good. I love that. Right. I always feel it's more constructive to work to be the thing opposite of what you see. Like, to not be what someone else was. Mm-hmm. And it's hard, though. It is. You know, because you're sort of like working against the grain oh, of yeah. all that you know. Yeah. And for a long time, for me, I was like, you know what? I'm just going to separate from my family mm. because I don't want to be associated with that kind of communication, those kinds of relationships. And I was angry for a really long time about that. And I felt like the reason many of my relationships were messed up was because of that, Mm. you know? Mm -hmm. But there comes a point. I remember one day my partner said to me, and I was, was, we were in an argument, and I said something like, well, is this because of that? And she said, how long is that going to be your story? Oh, shit. You know what I mean? And yes... That's something you kind of swallow, like, all right. <laughs> yeah, like but, damn. but, but, there she was some, you know, she had a point, mm-hmm. and there was some truth to that. And I had to swallow that pill and really think, yeah, hmm. how long is this going to be my story? When am I going to rewrite my story and recreate my story for myself? And once I did that, I could start to, like, yeah have a different perspective about relationships and you're not so angry because you hold on to anger honey and the other people are moving on so we have to remember that (laughs) so if you're listening before you go out there cuffing if you haven't already (laughs) okay figure out what pieces of your story you need to revisit rewrite recreate okay don't just be out here cuffing irresponsibly yeah Mm -hmm. yeah that's a good word for it Mm -hmm. don't be like a ball and chain to the cuff oh my god you want to be like that you want to be on even ground be a better you before you bring it over here thanks hello that was awesome i love that you know like no one has time for that shit anymore (laughs) all like the excuses and reasons as to why you can't be a better person Mm -hmm. or why you can't commit to someone that's so tired and it's like once you're in a situation where you're getting those things, 
you know, it just makes you feel bad for other people. Mm. It's like, you know, you just hope they figure it out. And it's, it, there has to be a moment where it clicks for you where you do yeah. have to figure it out. Mm-hmm. You know? And it's really about self-awareness. Yes. Yes. Self-awareness, working on yourself, learning from your relationships, just being a badass. We're going to talk about a badass woman near and dear to my heart and probably yours, the one and only Pam Greer. Hey, yes. yes. Oh, my God. What? Fish, kill, and shoot. (laughs) (laughs) Pam. Miss Greer, shout out to you. Shout out. Um, oh God, where to start? My favorite movie of hers. There's so many. Um, even the more recent stuff like Jackie Brown. But my all-time favorite is Nurse Coffee Ooh. because she was <laughs> saving her sister who got hooked on drugs by the drug dealer by like getting into the drug dealer's bed and then fucking him up and then fucking everybody else up. And yeah, she really shoots in real life too, right? So. Yeah. Nurse Coffee's my favorite. Badass for real. Yes. I just remember, like, seeing her for the first time. My mom had, like, this really old copy of, I want to say, like, Jet Magazine. Mm-hmm. Are they the ones that do, like, the yellow swimsuits? Yes. <laughs> like, yeah. Like, I saw her there. Jackie Brown was, like, the first movie I saw her in. And I was like, oh, my God. Like, who is this magnificent being? She's just one of those bombshells, kind of like... um I can never remember her real name. Wilona. Like, I feel like she's on par with her. Like, she's that kind of, you know, bombshell. Yeah, Yeah, I love her. She's amazing. I think, you know, um, what's interesting about her is she really gave this kind of no, no, how can I describe it? Like, I'm not taking any no shit nonsense. from anybody. No nonsense. You yeah. know, I'm a tough woman. I'm holding my own gun, honey. <laughs> and I'm, you know, I'm yeah. I'm in here. And I love that about her. And that's what it takes to roll with someone like Richard Pryor. Oh <laughs> like, God. you gotta be bout it, bout it. Oh, my God. Slanging and banging if you have to. <laughs> and still pretty. She, she's beautiful. She's yeah. She said her and Richard were, like, the Brad and Angelina of that time. I could believe that. I, and I, I just picture that. that. Like, I didn't know about her and Richard Pryor until I watched the Wendy Williams interview. You guys can catch that on YouTube. And I was like, wow. Like, I think I know <laughs> about her and um, Freddie Prinze Sr., mm-hmm. but not Richard Pryor. Um, and, you know, just the way she talks about that relationship ending, you could tell, you know, there was some sadness there. Of course. Um, she also dated and was supposed to marry, apparently, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. She got all the good ones. That was hilarious because <laughs> she was thinking about, like, converting, and then when everything kind of fell apart, she said they just had another woman ready to marry him. Wow. Like She said, like, a sandwich. Yeah. Like, just prepared. Just yeah. like, okay. But that's Next how one? it is. It's, like, harsh with that kind of, that culture. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm assuming he's, like, Muslim. He is. Yeah, yeah, like, you know, that's a really harsh culture, and it's like, get with it or get lost. Muhammad <laughs> Ali kind of went through the same thing. Yes, yes. Like, you know, one wife was too va-va-voom, so... Like the next one that was like more conservative, he just snatched mm-hmm. her up. It's it's like sometimes love isn't enough, or it mm-hmm. only goes. It doesn't go much deeper than religion for a lot of people. But I like the fact that I love the fact that she's sixty nine. She's got the ranch. 
she has all these rescues dogs and dogs that she herself rescues. I think she said six yeah. at the moment. Horses. And she's doing all this humanitarian work. And she's got a biopic coming out. Mm. And she's so just centered in herself and actually happy. Mm-hmm. And so what you guys were saying earlier, just very self-aware. And I don't know, like everybody's path is different. Um you know, a lot of people will come up to me. This literally happened a week and a half ago. And my coworker was like, oh, my God, something's different. Like, you got a new <laughs> hairdo and this and that. And you must be seeing someone. And I was like, no. No, bitch. No. No. I'm purposely not and have not for over three years. And I'm probably the happiest I've been in my mm-hmm. life. Um, so it's it's really connecting for me to see her um just so happy with just being her and being self-aware and being centered in love yeah. you know by yourself so that if you do decide at some point to have a partner have a relationship you're a whole person bringing your whole self into that relationship mm-hmm. and not like clinging on for validation or something like that right. so it wasn't just a role she was playing like that's she's who really she is. a badass yeah foxy brown yeah yes she's that's confident right. enough to stand on her own and that's what i really appreciate about her and you know you bring up a really interesting point Gigi. it's like i think with women it's it's especially when you're older mm-hmm. right she's 69 years old it's like well who's taking care of you you're not married? Yeah. Who's your husband? Gonna die alone. Are you okay? And it's like, yeah, girl, I'm fine. I'm living my life. You know what I mean? With Whereas when men are older, it's kind of like they're a bachelor, Mm -hmm. you know, Mm -hmm. they're daddy-o. Unattainable. You know? Yeah, no one's saying that about Quincy Jones. Okay. Right? I mean, Quincy Jones is a daddy, though, even though he looks like a beanbag now. He oh my my was glorious, and I could understand. But, I mean, he's 80, I think, yeah. 85. Yeah. Yeah. He's but like, no one know, would say, oh, no. well, he couldn't be happy with the life he yeah. has now being single. And it's like, yes, he no, can, but he has, and like, so can she. He has a bunch of kids, but, yeah. he, you know, like he did say the one thing he was never able to master was marriage. And I feel like, <laughs> you know... It's honest. That's yeah. very honest. But I feel like a lot of greats from that time especially have that kind of sentiment. Like Nina Simone, she expressed that she would have loved to be married again after, hmm. you know, hmm. it's like some geniuses just really want love. But See they that? have to I'm choose. Just a genius, guys. Yeah, that must be it. <laughs> nah, you'll be okay. Girl. You'll be okay. No, but it it is interesting that she also is a you know a childhood sexual abuse survivor. Mm-hmm. She said she was sexually assaulted um, at six, and I think it was one of her grandfather's or dad's mm. horses or one of the animals. Um, is what kind of stopped the attack and saved her. And that's one of the reasons she's so thankful and, and so yeah. connected to animals. Horses, yeah. Oh, my God. Wow. And we talked about earlier, you know, you were saying that's why you love hip-hop. It's just like the raw, the storytelling, the mm-hmm. kind of exposing your pain. Mm-hmm. How do you think Pam, with besides the obvious, right, we, we have Foxy Brown and we know where that name came from, the mm-hmm. rapper, but how do you think she's really kind of left her mark or or influenced hip hop. Wow. That's um I think she did it in the sense of like the visual side. Like she's definitely uh, there's no way that a lot of those video vixens when music videos were music videos weren't inspired by Pam McGree. 
Mm-hmm. Like, they kind of were modeled after her hmm. to be, like, sultry, but still have, like, an edge about yourself. Right. And still be, like, this desirable, very feminine, but powerful person on screen. Mm-hmm. I think that's a really good point. I think that she... You know how a lot of rappers, um, female rappers especially, are... They have this kind of strong edge about them, you know, this like tough girl kind of feel. But they're also someone who's really sexy, mm-hmm. you know, and someone who's really sexy to women. Like, oh, I want to be like her kind right. of. Yeah. And also like to men, like, mm, I want to get her. <laughs> yeah. You know, so it's like this b- both sides, which I really think, I think you guys she paints put it a picture together perfectly. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. because most of the women that were even out in the 90s up until now, they have both of those elements. And I don't think you, she was the model for that, right? Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. you wouldn't really have that. That's who we all looked up to. As far as the visuals, there's so many. Um, but the one that was my favorite ever since I was a kid, she has this afro and her knees up on something and she's in all black and yes. she's got this like glare and she's the way the camera angle is, she's like looking down at you. That's like my favorite. I'm gonna throw it up later, guys. <laughs> um, so yeah. Um, speaking of female rappers. You know, the BET Awards is not the Source Awards. Um, I'm not saying that it's trying to be, but there was something to the whole Source Awards, violence and all, drama and all. But I am I have gotten used to at least tuning into the ciphers when I can. And, you know, we've had some very infamous ones like the Kendrick Lamar one and he went at everybody and things like that. So when I heard there was a women's cipher, I was like, oh, this should be interesting. But it wasn't what I expected. Mm -hmm. It was like they were all embracing Mm -hmm. each other. There were different looks. One of the women is bald. Mm -hmm. You know, there's Shariah, Neelam, Chica, and Bree Steves. Yes. And I was pleasantly surprised and taken aback, not just by the talent, but by the way they embraced each other. The camaraderie and Mm -hmm. the whole women embracing women is a powerful thing, Mm -hmm. which I think we've kind of embodied here on yes. the show. Hell yeah. But, like, what were your thoughts when you saw that back? Oh, and Erica Badu on the of ones course. and twos with love DJ Erica. Premier. Like, okay. that was insane. I mean, so I love Sharia J from The Four. Um, and, you know, The Four is a competition mm-hmm. where artists compete every week. And the thing that was really amazing about her and the reason that she's bald is because she's undergoing chemo. And so people do think it's an, um, you know, an artist statement, but it's it may be. But it's also because she's undergoing chemo. Um, And so she's super strong. And all throughout her competition on the four, she was actually going in and out to doctor's visits and, you know, getting her chemo. And she still made it to the finals. And I still think she should have won. (laughs) because unlike all the singers she was the only rapper and she had to write her lyrics on her own where singers were doing covers of songs oh wow so she is going through all of that yeah so she is a super 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 love you Sharia J super talented individual and just to see her there and see how far she's come I was like yes girl (laughs) and I just love that she you know on the interview part of it she said that she was the one who um wanted everybody to hug yeah that was so she wanted to feel her yeah she has such good energy and she just wanted everybody to you know start from a good energy and a positive you know sense of self Mm -hmm. and i love that and that's to me the soul of hip-hop yes 
Yes. Yeah. I like that everyone saw eye to eye. There was no like cattiness, you know, like I was watching it and I was just, I was just like, damn, like I really need to like assess myself (laughs) because, you know, like no one's like, like I've, I thought about how I'd be in that situation. Like I'd be like, okay. I would have probably been so standoffish and just like, it would have taken me like a month to be as nice to them as they mm-hmm. were to each mm-hmm. other. I thought that was amazing. And I was surprised because it's like, you know, most of our lives, because I'm sure you guys can relate as well, um, girls are always just like, you know, at some point or another, cutting eyes or doing something fucked up to each yeah. other. And to see that collaborative kind of thing that I share with you ladies mm-hmm. as well as my friends, it's, it's nice. Like, it's nice to know that it's happening in other places. Yes. It's happening amongst, like, women of color. And it's, like, real. It's happening. I do think Sharia J mm-hmm. has that energy that's very disarming. Mm-hmm. So even if you were coming there with some bullshit intentions, <laughs> once you see her... Yeah, what you gonna do? Like, you can't... You're just gonna look like shit. And then like, Erica being there as an influence, too, I just... I wonder, was this just a moment or was it a wake-up call for women and hip-hop artists? You know what I mean? Like, is this gonna lead to something else? Not saying... It's not gonna all go away, the cattiness mm-hmm. and all that, but was it a watershed moment or was it just a moment? Mm. I think it's a watershed moment in the sense of this is something that we have to look forward to. Mm-hmm. Like, this is what's coming up. It made me, like, feel good. Like, okay, so when all this blows over, they're gonna spring up in the place of, you know, like the Nickies and the Cardis and the people that just basically rap about essentially prostitution <laughs> and um, weaves and sex like this is what's gonna be coming up behind them so to me i think it's just you know like i feel like they were saying i think erica was saying like if you're not gonna do it i'll do it right Mm -hmm. okay and i I feel like by them being there they're all representations of what's to come as well as other artists that we've discussed so far on this show like i think we have a lot to look forward to Yes. I th- I was so inspired. I think I watched it like three times because I was just like, wow. Yeah. I'm so happy to see this is coming. You know what I mean? And to know there are other women that are coming down the pipeline that are like ready. Mm-hmm. You yeah. know what I mean? Like hungry, like ready. And I was just like, I love this. Yeah. I'm, this is what we need to see. Yeah. Exactly. And honestly, I hadn't really heard of the other artists. I so had have no you idea guys? who any I of had, them were. I've heard of Bristies, but I hadn't yeah. heard of the others. And I don't watch television so that's right why right me, okay me, me either so just, maybe that's why but i wish i would have known about her <laughs> yeah maybe that's why since we all don't watch television but still <laughs> weirdos <laughs> you know but still i i i was like wow why haven't i heard about them like i want to know more and it just it drew attention to some important people coming up i'm gonna be honest i'm just gonna tell it like it is me seeing them, but specifically the women that we've been covering on this show, it's kind of been pissing me off mm. that I hadn't heard of them before. Right, like they're like not I'm signed really yet. like, why the fuck didn't I know about Yeah, that's what other? I'm saying. Why didn't I know about, you know, No Name and yeah. we're going to get into somebody else. Why are we charting yet? Like, like what's it really, going But on? no, seriously, because yeah. you see, there's certain people, um, and they're not all rappers, 
Mm-hmm. You don't have to be following them. They're going to show up in your fucking Instagram feed. Okay, every day. They're going to show up in your Twitter feed. So it's not even like, I don't have a choice but to pay attention to some of these people. That's what the industry sponsors. Uh, yeah, yep. and then it's like, you got all this talent. Mm-hmm. Like this raw talent where I could like, it wouldn't be the 90s, but like I could have all these different ladies in my playlist. Yes. Not just the R&B playlist that I have. Shout out to Georgia Smith. My yes, lover. Um, but, you know, it just pissed me off. So mm-hmm. I'm glad we're doing our part, but y'all got to do your part too. Yep. Like when we cover someone that you're already a fan of or you become a fan of, go follow them, amplify them to your people, play them at the party, whatever. Because um, that... Just listen to I was them. Like, Why didn't I know about them? Yeah. That's what I'm saying. That's when I was watching. I was like, I've never heard of them before. I really right. want to now do all the searches that I can <laughs> and find every possible detail about them. You know? Because yeah. it's so inspiring. You shouldn't have to work for it. You shouldn't have to work to see talent yeah. or to have that talent. It should like, be readily amplified. available. That's like, what those, those are the people that should be in rotation on the airwaves right now. Yeah, that's... Not the same six songs every 10 minutes okay all stations everywhere (laughs) i feel like they are they are what the world is hungry for yes you know what i mean that sound all of the positive energy that's what we want yeah like some intellect some individuality like each one of them have something different to offer like a different perspective you want intellect and individuality yeah, all of it. What's wrong with you? <laughs> right? That's right. what everyone must be thinking. Like, no, we just want to listen to fun, fun stuff. I heard like some kids outside playing, and they were screaming something. It was like a song where the woman is like screaming. She sounds like a kid. Mm-hmm. I'm willing to guess she's that Cash Me Outside girl, the one with oh. the lovely red hair. She sounds yes. like a, yes, one yes, of her yes, songs. Yes. But the girl was like screaming at the top of her voice, and it was all about like just weaves and and like. I, was... <gasps> I think I'm just a fan of her Doctor Phil performance. And <laughs> just personally, I like her hair and her nails. <laughs> she's pretty, but. <laughs> You know, back to your point about the lyrical content. Okay, y'all, I'm wearing orange. I know it's not Halloween yet. We got it's one more week, there. right? Yeah, well, October by so fast. It's gonna snow soon. Okay, don't don't like... don't go there. We don't talk about snow. <laughs> but no, to me, as we were getting ready for the show, I was like, what was my favorite? I was a badass little kid. I'm not gonna even lie. Like I was a tomboy climbing up on shit. <laughs> Beating people up. Not like bullying, but like, you know, you like throw stuff. And we used to play King of the Hill. (laughs) And so in Chicago, you had these big mounds of like snow, like ridiculous. Uh And you would knock people off. And damn, it was fun. fun But the point is, I was like, what song used to really get us hype when we would (laughs) do the stupid shit we would do around Halloween and, you know, just knock people down? and, And I was like, oh, yeah. My mind's playing tricks on me. Mm-hmm. I thought I was special. I thought, you know, that's just like my all-time favorite song. I started doing research. It's like been lauded as the fifth most, like best hip-hop song in ever. And yeah. Cuddy, Kid Cuddy, um, my other husband, he yeah. said that... He is perfect. He really is. He said that he um, found inspiration in that song for Day and Night, which is like one mm, of my jams. I love that song. It just goes on and on and on. Like, I didn't realize how much info. Biggie pulled lyrics from there. Um, rest in peace to Prodigy. 
also was influenced by that song. Like it goes, goes, goes. It's like featured in um what's that video game? Um Grand Theft Auto Five. Mm-hmm. Just crazy. So all this time, it, to me, it was like the Halloween song, you know, because he's like, I'm in a four-corner room. <laughs> but then when I researched it, um, I'm going to share a quote with you guys from Scarface. Scarface. He's got to be, like, number one. I'm sorry. No no shade to anyone else. But in my book, just from a lyricist standpoint, like, two and three and four, y'all are all good. But I don't see anybody better than Scarface. But when he talked about... That song, first of all, he wrote it when he was a teenager. Mm. It was not supposed to be like a ghetto boys hit. Mm-hmm. But when um, the guys from Rap-A-Lot heard it, Willie D added a verse because they just went crazy when they heard it. They're like, no, we got to make this an actual song. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's why it's four verses. And then um, Bushwick Bill did the last verse. But here's the quote. He said, I was going through some, re- some deep stuff when I was a kid. I was going through manic depression. Mm. I just wanted to die. Mm. I spent a lot of time in hospitals for depression. I was really one of those kids that was fucked up. And here I was just thinking, this is a dope-ass song, which it still is. Mm -hmm. And it just reminded me of Halloween back home in Chicago. And I didn't know, like he said, around 13 or 14, that's when he first, he did like his first suicide attempt. Oh, my Um, God. But as far as his writing ability, he credits it to his English teachers. Um, he even shouted out one in particular, Miss Smith. Mm-hmm. Um, but I was like, wow, like so many people have such a strong reaction to it. Yeah. From me to Biggie to Prodigy to mm-hmm. Cuddy to who knows, you know, and all the different threads, Outcast even. And that's where it came from. Right. So back to what you started the show with, Junie, about the storytelling element and just laying yourself bare. This man was going through a lot of shit mm-hmm. when he wrote, my mind's playing tricks on me. And all I mean, no matter what you've been through, I think almost everyone can relate to that mm-hmm. song. Yeah, definitely. Mm-hmm. Everyone hits that point in their life where it's like you don't know which way is up or down. You're questioning yourself. You're questioning the people around you. You know, it's it's rough. And to deal with a disorder of that severity. Mm-hmm. It's like manic depression is literally just the constant thought that you don't, like you want to check out. Mm-hmm. Like that's a lot to to undergo, especially like because most of us as kids, you know, to us life is a new, exciting thing every day until we turn maybe, I want to say like what, 20 25 26 it still it starts to wear off (laughs) childish person but we i mean like we all hit those points but to to be at that point at such a young age when you haven't lived right and you have yet to see what's out there it's like that's that's rough and if i had any idea that a song that amazing because you know i'm like the youngest here and I'm the baby so go listen to a lot it when I you go home about. i did listen to it though i did listen to it as soon as that beat drops yeah like such, i'm like yes yeah, like a song with such, like that kind of vibe mm-hmm. that like you know up full vibe for it to be rooted in something like that yeah. a history yes. like that it's like god damn and they made the video so like funny too. Yeah, <laughs> it's just like wow. But you know, I think people sometimes get into the beat and forget about the lyrics. Mm-hmm. I feel like that 
right now with the music that comes out and that becomes popular and when I listen to the lyrics I'm like why is this popular but you know back then I think it was the same thing but sort of like in reverse because Mm -hmm. this was where people could pour their souls out and they had things to talk about and had things to talk about we don't have nothing to talk about really not a lot of us and I I feel like I feel like when you know when he was writing his lyrics it's like this was his chance to share his story in a way that, you know, not that it was masked by the music, mm-hmm. but yes, you know, it makes it easier to talk about. Yeah. Than Powerful just, stuff, man. Right? He tr- definitely transformed it where it's not as tragic or it just kind of, he kind of like softened the blow for exactly, us. Exactly, exactly, exactly. Because like if you strip all of that away just for it to be... I was, like, I wanted to kill myself as a child. Like, come on now. That says a lot. That says a lot. But that just goes to show how powerful music is, too. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, because we talked about how powerful it was with the conditioning and, like, even, not necessarily a bad way, but, like, our perceptions Mm -hmm. of our romantic relationships Mm -hmm. and sex and all of that but then you to your point like you could go to a dark place and make it so accessible Mm -hmm. and soften the blow and not just through the music and the lyrics but like i said even the video when i think back to that video you can't do anything but laugh right Right. Mm -hmm. the hospital (laughs) bush would be running around in a little gown or whatever but i do remember as i got older um if i had low moments i did listen to that song then too Mm -hmm. wow because it did make it more um, accessible. And it's like, it's it's impersonal, but it's deep. It's impersonal, but there's a connection. So instead of me complaining to my roommate or something like that, you know, I can put this song on and just be in the zone mm-hmm. and connect to what he's saying. And it just kind of takes your mind, your mind wanders and you just kind of, you know, you just kind of disconnect from all the pain and whatever's bringing mm-hmm. you there at the moment. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, and you get to like explore it more because there's it's kind of like staring you right back in your face through what you're listening to. So mm-hmm. you have to like confront what you're dealing with, and whatever comes out comes out. Yes, it's cathartic. Yep, for mm-hmm. y'all are beautiful, man. I just gotta say that. You're I just beautiful. felt it in the moment. Seriously, like you guys are amazing, and yeah. also I think to some you guys are a bit intimidating. <laughs> I don't. <laughs> Care. I'm just being honest. <laughs> I don't mean that like in a negative. I mean like we just kind of came out of nowhere and mm-hmm, yeah. there's such rich content here. I mean, you could literally take an episode and like go teach a class somewhere from the shit we're talking about. Facts. Feel free. Just pay us for that. Yeah, we um for booking the, no. <laughs> no, but seriously. Booking info in the bio. No, really. <laughs> seriously though. You know? No, I'm just saying, you know, we do get together and collaborate about what we're going to talk about. But this is truly just me talking in the moment. Mm-hmm. And that's what came to mind. So I wanted to say it in the moment. You got to give people roses while they're here. Oh, well, we love you. And we love you. <laughs> thank you. Appreciate love you. I like that. <laughs> Speaking of love. You know, we talked about some cultural differences and marriage, and I want to talk about arranged marriages, but we're going to be doing the arranging. Okay. Mm, okay. 
So, like, who do you just absolutely are like, these two people or these two groups or bands or whatever, they should collab. Who, who, who's your arranged marriages or marriage? Mm-hmm. Oh, that is such a good question. <laughs> I'll just go and yeah, say, go first. Uh, Tina Turner and Beyonce, okay? Like, wow. Tina, I love her. She's been around for a while. Like, yes. can we make it happen sooner than later? I don't care if I just see them dancing together, mm-hmm. but it would be great if y'all were dancing together and collaborating on a song. But I want to see, I'm marrying those two. Mm-hmm. Tina, B, make it happen. I feel like Beyonce is is Tina's protege. Yeah. I mean, you see so many of, in Beyonce's music and in her performance, the, the hair the hair yes. there's so much that you can <laughs> the blonde, see that everything. she's she's really showing her appreciation for Tina so let's go that would be amazing mm, well you know i'm me here we I'm go the sour patch kid <laughs> of this trio i actually have divorces in mind okay that i would like <laughs> dun, dun, to dun. suggest um I think certain artists need to be dropped from their labels, starting with, um, well, is Rihanna even still signed? She needs to be dropped from her label? I, I want her to be emancipated She's been because she clearly she doesn't want to be here anymore. Coming out. She clearly doesn't want to be here, so we can let I love her Rihanna, go. though. Okay, you're going to have I, a I'm whole not- Navy coming for us. I mean, like, I, I am her. more than happy with her being a fashion designer, <laughs> a makeup guru or whatever, and just being pretty and wearing clothes. I'm fine with that. So she can do that. Um, Iggy Azalea needs to be dropped if she hasn't been dropped yet. <laughs> she needs to be dropped as far down as humanly possible. Oh, my goodness. Um, who else? Who else? Well, at this point, Quavo. Um, <laughs> drop from his label or drop from the Just the head Migos? back on over to the Migos. Oh, okay. Don't do anything else by no yourself. No more solo stuff. <laughs> and and that's all I've got for now. Hey, lovely Fit Jones 84. Hey. <laughs> hey. <laughs> lovely and fit. Teach mm, me how. Yeah. Especially on the fit side, man. Yeah. I can't stop eating. It's getting colder. I'm just like any other before I drop another marriage, arranged marriage, and she over here focused on divorce, divorce, divorce court over people. here. Ashanti, is she okay? But, see, we're not gonna go there. <laughs> is she like? She was in the news. She recently. tried to sell, like she tried to do a show at a college, and she only sold twenty four tickets. Bye, Ashanti. However, she was filling in for Tiana Taylor. So I think, you know, it wasn't like the Ashanti show was like Tiana, and then she had to like drop out for some reason. And then at the last minute, they had two weeks to sell the tickets. Oh, I see. I'm just, she's a fellow Libra. I'm trying to help Freddie her. Freddie Gibbs got and a show coming up. You know, Freddie Gibbs has a show coming up. He has a tour going on right now. I'm sure he's already sold way past 24 tickets in the past two weeks. Listen. Shout out to Gangsta Gibbs. A lot of the folks buying tickets maybe are kind of on the younger side. I thought 
thought so too. And like the people that are on the older side would her. also rather eat than go yeah, see her. Yeah, they'd rather too. eat than go see her. Like, you know, they have books and things Plus to pay you got for. A, I don't know what college it was in all seriousness. So maybe it was like one of them far out. Was it here? Was it like local? I don't know. I'm just spitballing. I don't know. But you know what, Ashanti, back in the day, though? Yeah. I was all about I'm yeah. still and about I'm still baby, about baby, you. baby, baby. Whenever like, your music come comes on, I'm always like, it takes me back. Mm-hmm. Foolish, you know? So many good songs. So many good songs. I don't know. Like, you're gorgeous. I'm sure you can sell bundles or, like, Fashion Nova or something. Fashion Nova has been... A saving grace for a yeah. lot of folks. Like there, this is there true. comes a time where you just, you know, like you can reinvest your energies into other things. That's what I'd like to this is the sweet part now of the salary. <laughs> I want to suggest certain people, like I know you need the money, but like, you know, go down other avenues. There are still other aspects of yourself. Cassie, I don't want you coming back anywhere near a microphone. You Wait. know, go out, live your life. <laughs> Model me and you, know. you. yeah. Like, expound are y'all, were y'all on sad? Things. We talked about couples. We didn't even bring up Cassie and Diddy split up. They did. They did. They did. How long were they? Doing? Eleven did years. Oh, Not that I was years. counting. Eleven, 11 years. years. Wow. Which means, like, Cassie's like what 36, 32. 32 now. So he was with her <laughs> since she was like twenty one. So she's too old for you, Diddy. Yeah, the new one's twenty six. Yeah, and he's about to be. And she's not. She's nowhere near as beautiful as Cassie <laughs> is at thirty two. At 26. So, I agree. Joke's on I you. I gotta say. But as far as I'm concerned, I feel like Cassie did it right. Like, she got her vacations. She got her shopping. She has no children. And she's not bogged down with bad boy and his good way to other kids. Yeah. So, hey, girl. I'm not The mad question at it. for me, and this is all speculation and rumor. I'm not, like, intel that I've been given. But from the outside looking in, <clears throat> it does appear that he has an issue with his exes moving on. So I just hope she doesn't get caught up in that. Mm. But they all, the other exes have children uh-huh. by him, to be fair. Like, J-Lo didn't get caught up in that. So, But he wasn't one. with J-Lo for 11 years either. Right. You know what I mean? So yeah. I just hope that whatever she does, whenever she does it, that she can do it without any issues. Yeah. <laughs> um, just don't waste what you have left because you still got a good chunk of life left to live like don't waste it by starting a music career and getting in debt with a label because your records won't sell i would like to see now that i'm up on her and and i'm educated because of junie i'm gonna let junie say who but i would like to see missy elliott collaborate yeah with junie's Pick of the week. Hey. The P.O.P. pick of the week. Who is? Like Kelly 47. One more time. Like Kelly 47. <laughs> That's L-E-I-K-E-L-I. 47. Yes. 47. Like an not Instagram name. That's yes. Instagram. Which she only got on very recently. Yes. Very recently. I, like listen, a couple weeks ago, I think. Let's get into this, honey. <laughs> let's get into this artist. Okay. So the way that I found out about her was she was featured on the soundtrack, I think, of the first and second season or second and third season Insecure, of Insecure. Right? Yes. Which I am a huge fan of Issa Rae. <laughs> Issa Rae is I love her. She's everything. I've been following her since awkward black girl on youtube yes. she has come so far i just want to put a plug for her i just 
really love and support everything you do. Keep going, girl. Yes, Mary, bitch. Yes. Okay. <laughs> and she, her, honestly, her lyrics are fire. Yes. Like, when I listen, I'm like, yes. You know, I love it. But that's how I found out about, like, Kelly 47. Like, I love her attitude and the thing, if you haven't, if you're not familiar with her, you should Google her right now or go to our Instagram where, you know, Chi-Chi has posted this awesome picture. She <laughs> is an artist that no one knows what she looks like, right? Because during all of her performances, during all of her features, she is wearing a full face mask. Mm-hmm. And that's her thing. And it kind of reminded me a bit of her. You know, oh, in the yeah. sense that yeah, yeah. when hers just started out, you didn't really see how she looked at all. Mm-hmm. And then over time, you know, she revealed herself to us. So we see her. Um, but like Kelly, you, you haven't seen her at all. I mean, if, if she has, there was an article and she was asked in the article, have we ever seen you featured in one of your videos mm-hmm. and she said hmm, wouldn't you like to know <laughs> you know so i mean we we essentially could have seen her but we don't know but her music kind of gives me this like funky like almost like m.i.a yeah, you know yeah. kind of feel mixed with like this um kind of like brooklyn feel so i love her music i love that she's a tomboy i love that she brings that that tomboy style into mm-hmm. hip-hop again and makes it cool and i just love the mystery about her and she her her lyrics are, are witty they're funny and i just i'm really intrigued by her i like that she's like a masked rap vigilante yes and from a shallow perspective i like her bandana mask like that shit <laughs> she is makes so cool. them herself yeah that is that's so, so cool dope. um i was i heard her once before i think um what is it second fiddle second hmm. fiddle is mm-hmm. that the name of it that was the first song that i heard her um on and i thought it was cool um Oh, and then, like, I listened to a couple of, like, different songs. Like, I kind of jumped around a little bit because this is the first time that I was actually, like, getting familiar with her. She kind of, she's kind of like a Kendrick Lamar, Nicki Minaj hybrid, Hmm. which Mm -hmm. is pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like, I I definitely recommend her to somebody. Um, yeah, she was cool. She was dope. I like her. Yeah. I like you, like Kelly. 47. <laughs> Does anyone know what the 47 stands for? I couldn't figure no. it out. Like, all my stalking. I could like, not find couldn't it. figure that That's out. That's the only thing that gets me. Like, why is your name a Twitter handle? Like, I just want to know. I just want to know. What is the significance of that number? Hmm. Don't forget. That's my Maybe question. we'll get to ask her one day. Yes, I we would so. love to. Um. I jumped around as well, but I also watched quite a few of her videos Mm -hmm. because I was excited because not all the artists, you know, we look at necessarily have a ton of videos to look at. So I was like, okay, I'm about to watch these videos, listen to the song, go back, listen to some more songs that don't have videos. Mm -hmm. I really, I'm probably the only person who hadn't heard Fuck the Summer Up um, before (laughs) looking into her. But I was like, you know, I love good booty shake songs. I was just like, (laughs) yes, three years later. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And from all the different articles I read about her, that was the song that put her on the map because Jay-Z put it as his number one pick a few years ago on Tidal. Mm -hmm. And I could see why. Um, Money. 
I like that song. The video cool. is kind of yeah. quirky, um, but I really like that song, Money. And oh, even though all of her songs are like infectious and make you want to dance, I really liked Miss America for the lyrical content mm. because you got to really listen to what she's saying. Mm -hmm. And she's like, I'm a tomboy, I'm this, I'm that. But she's like, I'm a rebel. Yeah. Right. And that's how we always frame America. Like we rebelled against mm. Great Britain. That's just one example. But mm. if you really listen to Miss America, it's brilliant. It's a brilliant song and it's a cool video, too. Um, and then, you know, she shared a lot about her backstory. Um, grew up in Brooklyn, mostly Bed-Stuy, different areas of Brooklyn. Mm -hmm. Um, both her parents are deceased, so that was, like, oh, sad. Yeah. But then yeah. the fact that she's, like, man, we was covering a lot of badass women, huh? Yeah. Um, the fact that she's, like, taking the bull by the horns and, like, well, I'm going to just make everybody focus on my art. Mm -hmm. And my art is the music. And every different angle, every different reporter that met with her said that she was like your best friend that you didn't know you had when mm. you meet her in person. I thought that was very interesting given that, you know, she's always wearing the mask. Um, but then there's that mystery and it like forces you to focus on the quality of her music. Even and though it, you can tell she's gorgeous. So it's exactly, like, yeah. girl, why are you trying to hide it? Like, of course we're going to worry about what you look like, but like, but she actually reveals a lot more of herself than some of our artists, or maybe it took them longer to reveal, mm, right? Absolutely. Because when she talked about being a tomboy, she also got really deep into just how fucking shy she is. Yeah. So it's like, wow, you're seeing these du duality of this really super talented person because she doesn't really overproduce her stuff. She literally is like, I just do whatever the fuck happens in the studio. And if I go in there with good intentions and the shit doesn't come out, then I go home. And then yeah. I come back, and love then we that. figure it out. I lived for that. I really love that. But then she's super shy, mm -hmm. right? So right. it was, like, really interesting to see the du duality in her person, her personality. Um, yeah. So I'm very happy that you introduced me to La yes. Kaylee 47. I'm Thank very you, not Jamie. happy that it had to come to this <laughs> because she's a really dope artist. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, she said that she felt like the industry made her... You know, it would make her feel like she had to put on a mask anyway. Mm -hmm. So she created her own mask. Yep. And yeah. I thought that that was really cool, too. You know, she's like, no, F that. I'm going to just create my own mask and I'm going to be whoever you want me to be. But you're going to focus on my music. Yeah. Yeah, I think, you know, obviously she has fans that are male and female. But I, I really think about the little girls in this time where it's so raunchy. Mm -hmm. Um. And it's not just that, oh, it's so raunchy. It's just that, like, we ta always talk about, it's about balance. We're not saying, well, two of us are not saying to take anybody off the mantle. <laughs> but, you know, the balance is just way off, right? So if I'm a 10-year-old girl, it's like, okay, well, I got this going on over here. There's, like, 50 lookalikes and soundalikes. Yes. But to really be able to listen to someone who's just like, I'm forcing you to focus on my artistry and my the person I am and just the dopeness. I think that she definitely needs to have more exposure. Um, especially for Another the babies. One, like, why isn't she exactly. further along? Like, I don't know what machine needs to get behind some of these artists. Like, Pharrell, reach down and touch somebody's hand. Get somebody <laughs> to where they need to be, you know? Like, if I feel like if a lot of the 
pre-existing like monsters in the industry or the gods of the music industry mm-hmm. would just like reach out and endorse certain people they would be where they should be and we wouldn't be dealing with like this imbalance that we keep talking about and noticing but why is that do you think i mean all we doing is speculating because we don't know but why is it that someone who's so far left um doesn't get that recognition or that reach back or you know what because I mean? Because they're not trying to like assimilate and exactly assimilation is apparently what's making money right now. And you know, like if and when we get back to what really matters, which is like the health of our people, because music is a food in a sense where mm-hmm. You know, if you feed your mind bullshit, that's what you're going to end up with. A bunch of, like, cloudy, muddled thoughts and abilities to communicate, all of that. If you're more selective about what you listen to, you think more, you're more clear about certain things, and you navigate life better. But, you know, the conspiracy theorist in me realizes that's not what we're here for. Okay. There's something to be said about keeping us as a people asleep. Mm. Right? And so there are certain artists that are products that feed that, that enables us to stay asleep, right? right? And when we have artists like the ones that we saw featured, you know, in the cypher, Mm -hmm. or we have uh, like Kelly, you know, who kind of challenge Mm -hmm. the system, it becomes more of a threat. So we keep them low profile. If you're just curious enough, you will discover who they are. But we're not going to get them to be that out there. We're not going to expose them that much. We're not going to give them that much media attention. Right. And that's why so many, like, artists tend to crack, too. Like, the ones that aren't known for putting out what's out now, they're all trying to assimilate. Like, everyone's trying to do something trappy and auto-tuned, even Mm -hmm. if they can really sing. You know, it's just... It's just the way that that's why you really have to appreciate someone like luckily 47 because Mm -hmm. like again the fact that and there's only a few artists you know that i can think of that have copped up to this is that i just go with the flow man Mm -hmm. like i just show up and just do it and you know wayne is one of them as well but we got to protect we've said it before we got to protect those folks we got to protect our artists and Show them support. Yeah. Download the music. Yes. Stream it. Listen to La Kelly Forty Seven. Follow her at La Kelly Forty Seven. Yes. All right. Pass it on to your friends. Yeah. Our favorite house cat provocateur. <laughs> What's the lyric this week? So the lyric this week, I think, is very fitting. You know, there's a lot of talk about voting and. America, you know, there's been like we just talked about Miss America from mm-hmm. Likely 47, and that kind of brought me back to interestingly enough the lyric I chose for this week. So it's from the song Uncle Sam Goddamn by Brother Ali. Not many people know about him, but he's another artist that's worth listening to. He's got strong lyrical content and old school flows that everyone loves. Mm. So, um, Definitely go back and listen to the song. Again, it's Uncle Sam Goddamn. There's a lot of lyrical content in there that I would have loved to quote, but for time's sake, I just chose this <laughs> one. Custom made, you're so low. To consume the noose, you're so low. Keep saying we're free, you're so low. But we're all just loose. 
You Are So Low. Mm. And the song overall just discusses the state of our country um, and the agenda of our country, the way our government operates in its own interests and not the interests of the people. It's a very, um, very, it's a very deep, very insightful, very powerful, very straightforward song. And that's probably why it hasn't been listened to as much as it should have been listened mm. to by now. Mm. But that's my lyric for the week. Was it released recently? No. I think it's been like a couple years, actually. Wow. But I, myself, just disco- I just discovered it the other day. Mm-hmm. I was hanging out with a friend, and he told me about him, and I listened, and I was like, well, holy shit. And then I started listening to some of his music, just some of his songs, and that one was the one that stuck out to me the most by far. But, yeah, definitely listen to Brother mm. Ali. So many talented artists. Yeah. So much to unpack there, because I'm thinking about the noose and mm-hmm. the freedom and... I try to focus on freeing my mind, mm-hmm. um, and I set intentions and I set affirmations every morning. But then there's the re- the external reality of you know us and our men and being targeted for this you know this industry of of prisons being built um, at a, a much higher rate than schools. Um, it's just a lot there to unpack. It's really deep, and it takes me back to. The Jungle Brothers and, mm. you know, the obvious like Chuck D and Flavor Flav and just mm-hmm. that whole movement. Because it wasn't just like one or two groups. Just like we talk about, there were so many women. There were so many like politically charged rappers and rap groups at one time. Like I'm thinking late 80s into yep. the 90s. Um, and for him to exist um, and and be sharing that type of content is a miracle in itself. But that's also something that kind of just got swept out yep. and swept away from hip hop. And you don't really see it in the mainstream. Mm-hmm. You know, I used to see these guys on TV. It wasn't, I didn't have to go looking for them. Right. Um, so yeah, definitely. Thank you for sharing that. Lyric. Thank you. Yeah, no problem. It's like the empowered hip hop artists are the underdogs you know what i mean like they're underground underground and that's where we i feel like that's where we need to be with Mm hip-hop and somehow it's gotten reversed yes we've lost the taste and the value and the richness of our hip-hop culture you know to to sort of being mainstream being average Mm -hmm. Looking like everybody else. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's just and, on the surface level. Exactly. And I think what made hip-hop unique was it provided this raw perception of what people were really going through mm-hmm. in a way that no music really had. Well, like you said with Eve. Yes. With the love is blind. The fact that you could get that from your, your female hip-hop artist. Mm-hmm. And now, you know, because... There's of course there's turn up music, there's booty shaped music and yeah, that it has its time and place. But like yeah. sometimes I'm sitting and I'm reflecting and that's what brought me to Georgia Smith. Now she's obviously not a rapper, but I don't really you know, with the exception of like a couple of people and maybe the people we've unearthed recently, mm-hmm. there's no go to for me for a female rapper to reflect my actual life. Like should right. I actually go through I'm not going through um money being thrown at me 
<laughs> right. Or 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 trapping Fucking or having some dude paying my rent. Like shoe, that's yeah. just not my life. And right. I know that that's not the typical <laughs> oh life of a woman. Um, so it's kind of like. I don't really have that, you know? And even the political side, it's like, where's your go-to? You know, you have J. Cole, you have Kendrick Lamar, but they're not even getting the recognition they should, and they're only two people. Yeah. Yep, only two. So it's like, it's supposedly, you know, art imitates life, but, you know, to what we kind of talked about here, at some point that that shifted in a major way in hip-hop, and now we've turned into, I forget the woman's name, the famous... Um, you know, it was the African woman with the large right, the one, butt that yeah. Kim oh, kind of like yes. she'd recreated. Yeah. Um, but I feel like that's what hip hop has turned just into. We're just a big yes, naked woman, and and I'm talking about the whole. I'm not talking about just the women in hip hop. No, I'm talking about the whole genre. That's what we've yeah. turned into. Yeah. And it's like you can't blame the artist so much because it's like I get you it. Gotta get this is check. what you want to do, and yeah. you want to get your money, and you want to have the best life you can in in the circumstances that we live in. But at the same time, if music isn't something that while you've dedicated your life to it, you're not willing to sacrifice the comforts and whatever else for it, then like, what are you doing? Because we like we've discussed throughout this entire series and this particular episode, music is a powerful thing. Oh yeah, and it it reaches everyone, and it breaks a lot of barriers. So it's like you have to reevaluate your commitment. You have to reevaluate your commitment. You really do, and I feel like you know, Chichi, you were talking about the political aspect of it, and Kimber brought this up. It's like when we think about the politics of hip hop, right? There was a point where you saw this predominantly black music, right, started in the black communities, be this powerful force where people talked about political issues they were experiencing and really were rising up. Mm-hmm. And then maybe around the late 90s, yeah, something happened and it was just squashed. Mm-hmm. And now what do we see? It's very party all the time. Party. Drugs. Honestly, I know this is going to sound really harsh, Bring it. I want to hear this. I feel like when I watch, and I don't watch a lot of television or, you know, whatever, but I feel like when I do happen upon a lot of videos nowadays that come out, especially rap, trap, it looks like coonery in the sense that I see people, our beautiful people, our beautiful men, just looking so... Like foolish in terms of the way that they're presented and the things that they are saying, mm-hmm. and I think to myself, why is this being promoted and not like Kelly Forty Seven? Why is this person being promoted, and why is it that I know beyond that they are super amazingly deep, or they're super amazingly talented, and their lyrics can really be of strong content? Mm-hmm. But this is what we choose to showcase about our black men mm-hmm. and our black women. Yeah. So, in a sense, I do think there is a political aspect oh, to yeah. it mm-hmm. because yeah. you think about this is this is music that when you think about it, it is black, yeah, right. And so the blackest music is sort of very surface level now, Mm -hmm. right? Talks about a lot of sex, talks a lot about, you know, a lot of violence. Prostitution. Okay. So then when people who may be from all over the world listen to hip hop, 
What do they start to think about our culture? I'm going to bring it back to episode one. And Richard Pryor, since we talked about him earlier, we're going to go back to Harlem Nights. And I gave a little bit of history. So go back and listen to episode (laughs) one about why pimping is so prevalent in our culture, right? Yeah. So when you, the way you eloquently spoke about hip hop, it's basically a place for folks to go slumming. Mm -hmm. Okay. And we saw it in Harlem Nights, but back then it was like they had the black section of town and they had the prostitutes and the gambling. And then after so many years, um, they would deem that they'd have to like raid that whole thing, which we saw in Harlem Nights. And then the property would get bought up by white folks who would then, you know, get like this amazing um, real estate return after they cleaned it up. And then they just repeated on another side of town, Cleveland, Detroit, Chicago, Harlem. It happened everywhere. And so it's not happening in a physical neighborhood. It's hip hop. Yep. That's where people go to go slumming. When yes. I want to feel sexy, I want to feel badass, I want right. to do drugs, I want to be a stripper, I want to do whatever. Right. I want to use it in a commercial. I want right. to be down. Yeah. It, all, we, we basically have turned into, <laughs> yeah. you know, that Harlem Nights, um, what they were depicting there. Mm-hmm. And it's like you said, you have all this beauty and richness and talent. And they just want to turn it into something. The powers that be want to turn it into something just very beneath the talent that these folks have. Because you're right. Like some of the folks that you may not enjoy their music, you listen to them talk. You listen to them talk about their background. A lot of these men and women are poets. Okay. But they are, you know, they got them. They've been they got into it for a reason. And so it's like, okay, well, I'm being pressured. So I got to go in this direction. But these are some really beautiful souls. Talented. So I don't know how we save those souls, but maybe we start they by being real. Decide. And we have to stop listening, honestly. Yes. Yeah. We have to want more for ourselves. Well, supply and demand, right? If we start demanding more. more yeah. Mm-hmm. Get it together, people. That's it. I think it's also about who's buying the records, mm-hmm. right? I mean, who who's buying this music? And a lot of white people are buying this music yeah. right mm-hmm. and it's like <laughs> but again to them it's it's sexy it's, it's, it's cool a, yeah. yeah it's a trend it's something you can turn on and off yeah. yeah yeah because at the end of the day you know like what pisses me off is like for a lot of our youth they're living in the projects they're living in whatever situation they're in you know they're in situations where it's like yeah, it's going to be a couple years before I can get out of this house. Mm-hmm. But in the meantime, I got to work and go to school and do this, that, and the third. But then, you know, we'll turn around and listen to and admire and try to emulate, um, like, people that are far above our experiences. Like, I, you know, it's like, and then you have the other half, you know, like the young white kids that are going to NYU and living their best lives, but mm-hmm. when they feel like it, they'll say lit and turn right. and Millie Rock and whatever mm. else. It's like, you know, it's it's definitely just lost the oh the it's just it's it's So what we're gonna end this note on, you guys, something for you to think about and we'll discuss with you on Twitter or on Instagram. The word of the day that we're gonna close out with ownership. So thank you once again for for joining us for an amazing episode. We look forward to um, your feedback and continuing the discussion. Thank my lovely co-host, Chi Chi, signing off.
Shout out to Felicia Clemens. I love you. Thanks for checking in. And people, winter is here. Get your coats dry cleaned. Wash those down coats <laughs> before you wear them outside because they breathe. Oh my God. And I don't like what I was smelling today on my way over here. <laughs> Wash your clothes. This is why people like winter because summer forces you to be fresh and real and honest. You can't oh wear dirty God. clothes when it's hot outside. <laughs> be the love. And remember, only you are in charge of rewriting your story. Amen. See you guys next time. Peace out. Peace out. Bye, hoes.